everyone, it's Lauren. I am recording this kind of different for you today here. I'm driving, so I'm in my car on the way home and I don't think the audio will honestly be the best. That's why I'm gonna kind of try to talk pretty loud because I am in a moving vehicle and I don't think it's illegal because I'm not like on my phone. I'm just kind of talking through the Bluetooth, but uh, don't mind me. So I wanted to come on here tonight and just kind of talk from a place of just vulnerability and radical honesty and openness as I usually try to do with my episodes, but I don't come on here as much solo anymore. And sometimes I really miss it, but I also have kind of anxiety around like perfectionism on if I'm going to say the right thing at the right time and whatnot. So I get kind of fearful and avoidant around making episodes at times. So I wanted to talk about a couple things today, kind of just winging it. But I just left my boyfriend's house <laughs> feeling hella upset and triggered. And I wanted to use this time now instead of like getting angry with him and resentful, which I'm going to be honest, even though I dish out all this great relationship advice and stuff. I do that because I kind of need it the most myself. I really struggle in intimate partnerships a lot. (laughs) Um, It's one of the areas in my life where I found to be the most challenging. So essentially my wounding, let's talk about my wounding because I've been doing these inner child and um, unblocked shadow workshops And I would highly suggest you check that out if you are into manifestation and law of attraction. You go to the To Be Magnetic Expanded podcast and website and check them out. I'm doing a couple of their workshops and really learning a lot about my wounding and core scars and things like that. Because for me, a lot of times, right, I think we just feel like we're inherently damaged. And a lot of the times... I just feel broken beyond repair and I think something must be wrong with me. I'm fucked up. Like, why can't I get this right? I've been working at this for so long and it's still hard. And as I've been in my hypnosis or meditative states doing this work, I just find so much, like, I think the word is compassion because at some points I'm like feeling really sorry for myself, right? I'm like, damn. Like, you're so hard on yourself, and you beat yourself up, Lauren, but, like, you've had trauma and abuse, essentially, your whole life, so I think if I've learned anything from that is to kind of take the pressure and take the weight off yourself to have it all figured out by X, Y, and Z age or whatever. So I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm learning kind of where it all started and why I act the way I do. And I'm pretty sure that's why I got into psychology as someone that's pursuing their doctorate in psychology is I felt, I've always felt different, right? Like I've always felt like I don't belong. And I, I never quite understood my own thoughts, patterns, the way I acted. So I got into psychology as a way to kind of comprehend and befriend myself. And I think when we come from a place of understanding and empathy with ourselves, we have that much more opportunity for growth and expansion and for actually like getting what we want out of life. 
So anyway, I essentially left my boyfriend's house feeling like something that's been popping up for me a lot in our relationship is feeling not chosen, um, feeling rejected, and feeling unwanted. So I tried to sleep over at my boyfriend's house, and he essentially didn't want me to sleep over. And we used to have sleepovers every weekend, and we haven't for quite some time now. And it kind of triggered me, honestly, because I felt like he's choosing to, I don't know, play video games over spend quality time with me. And it kind of sucks and it kind of hurts. And last week, which I'll get into, my grandmother died. And my grandma and I were really close. She was like a second mom to me. And my boyfriend just happened to be sick that week. So you could imagine, like, he was not available. He was uh, in bed, I presume. Like, not texting or calling or seeing me for a whole week. And I felt like that was the week I needed him most. More than I ever had in our entire relationship. And he wasn't anywhere to be found. So that triggered in me feelings of abandonment. Feelings of, like, not being supported. And feelings of he didn't care. So I've kind of been, like, sitting with these feelings for a little while trying to understand where they are coming from and I feel like a lot of times you know we hear in pop psychology that the parents are blamed and childhood upbringing but it really does like it's not to blame it's it's not to guilt or shame your parents for not being able to provide for you which if you do feel that way you are entitled to feel angry sad disappointed whatever but it's more so coming from an empowered perspective of being now equipped to deal with that as a grown adult and what you want to do with that moving forward. So I just wanted to touch on that. And I kind of think like in moments where I'm feeling not chosen, rejected, abandoned, unlovable is a really big one for me. It's so triggering for me because it makes me feel undeserving and unworthy. And essentially in manifestation rhetoric, the things we want and the things we're working to quote unquote manifest um, we have to feel worthy and deserving of it, right? We have to feel worthy and deserving of the life that we want for ourselves and ultimately the goals we want to achieve. Now, I was listening to a podcast and essentially the, uh, the co-host of the show said that your triggers are your friends. So if you notice every day in your daily life that you are being triggered, be thankful for that. Because those are opportunities for you to step into your worthiness and learn where you can better uh, evolve and expand and work to manifest. So that's kind of what I'm trying to actively do on this call (laughs) is kind of just work through that. And I've come to find as someone that has dealt with a lot of these things for quite some time now, It doesn't necessarily get easier, but you just kind of get better at coping and dealing with it from a more helpful place. So I've, I've come to recognize in myself that, and I think this goes for almost, I want to say 75% of us, we tend to rely on external validation, whatever that means, social media, the way we look, other people, relationships to validate us. 
like, let's just say, for example, if Nick was like, oh, babe, don't leave. I can't resist you. I want to be with you. In that moment, I would have felt very validated. I would have felt chosen. I would have felt sexy. And thereby, I would have felt uh, a sense of value and just better about myself. But because I didn't get that outside gratification, here I am at 10 o'clock at night feeling like shit and questioning my relationship. So that's something to kind of just look into. Like, where are you giving up your power? Where are you relying on other people to make you feel deserving and worthy of feeling good about yourself, your life, whatever? It's just some food for thought. And this isn't to say also that like if someone does something that upsets us or someone can't meet our needs, even though FYI, a lot of people aren't going to be able to meet our internal needs, um, that you should just accept it and deal with poor behavior and people treating you like shit. No. Communication and boundaries are everything. I always say that. Um, We have to learn when something is no longer aligned with us and choose ourselves or choose a different path. And I think that's kind of what I'm trying to navigate and learn the, um, like distinguish between the two. Like, is this no longer serving me? Is it time to walk away and kind of close this chapter, uh, and consciously uncouple, or is this an opportunity for me to step into my power and learn, uh, how to grow in a relationship healthfully as a unit. So I'm kind of like dealing with that right now. And also, I've also learned that many of us rely on um, outside sources to meet our internal needs. So where we think that someone is fucking up or someone did us wrong, it's really an internal need not being met. So when we can kind of learn the fine line between those two and then ask, how can I show up for myself? What am I really needing on a deeper level? I think that's really where the magic happens and where the most growth takes place. Something else I wanted to talk about in this episode is uh, body shaming, man. So I did a hypnosis today on body image and on my way to driving to my partner's house. I was thinking about this a lot that I just wanted to say, like, I'm not fat or skinny. I'm kind of like in between. I never want people to feel bad about the way they were born, right? We are all born with a set body weight that we're going to be. Of course, this is open to fluctuate and we have power over this, but we're all born with a body frame, a size, a structure, skeletal system, height, we're going to be whatever. And in our society, um, a certain body is deemed superior than others. The majority of my life, I've walked around as a pretty, like, tall, athletic-built woman. Think, like, Serena Williams, except not as talented or amazing. (laughs) Um, But that's kind of, like, what my body looks like, right? So, I always had so much shame around my body because I feel, um, like, speaking in binary terms, women are expected to look a certain way. We're expected to have an hourglass frame. We're expected to be petite and beautiful. And if we stray outside of the societal norm, at least I felt this immense, mostly uh, self-inflicted pressure to conform to this. And I see bodies and if the body looks more the way that our culture glorifies, 
I feel bad about myself. And I just want to say that, like, as someone that struggled with disordered eating and had a diagnosed eating disorder for the majority of my life, that being skinny doesn't always mean being healthier, right? You can be in a fat body and be strong and be healthy, and you can also be in a thin body and be unhealthy. Of course, you could be in a thin body and be healthy and whatever, but the way that you look doesn't determine your health more so it's the way that you're treating yourself the way that you feel has a lot more to do with it and this isn't to make people that are in smaller bodies feel bad all bodies are good but don't let the way that don't let people shame the way you look also don't let people who aren't medical doctors or registered dietitians or have a phd in physiology tell you how to like live your life don't take lifestyle advice from people who are learning their lifestyle tips from the internet and other people I I just I find it funny because don't you notice how like when a curvy or plus size person is feeling confident on the internet everyone all of a sudden cares about their health and becomes a medical doctor I just don't take advice from those people don't let people body shame you don't let people fat shame you Um, not one body is better than the other. And I think this is kind of just like a a note to self because (laughs) this is stuff I struggle with, right? Like I've gained a pretty significant amount of weight in the last couple of months and sorry, people don't really know how to drive on Long Island. So bear with me. Um, so it's really hard for me to kind of not feel bad about myself. And again, it goes back to that outside validation that if I wasn't comparing myself and felt like I didn't measure up to what I'm quote-unquote supposed to look like, then I'd be feeling a lot better. So just taking time to give appreciation and thank our bodies. We might not always love them, but we have to kind of learn to like them and befriend them. And I think about it, right? Like no one has really ever called me fat in my life, maybe like two people. But those two people that did, it just, it stuck with me. I'm 27. I've been dealing with body image issues, I want to say since I was seven. And I think a lot of it just came from naturally comparing myself to other people, feeling bigger, feeling like I wasn't deserving of taking up more space and kind of noticing where you want to hide, noticing where you're scared to be seen and noticing where you make yourself invisible or where you feel invisible do you blame that on your looks do you blame your suffering and your pain on your body because I know that I am guilty of that everything that kind of goes wrong in my life for some reason I was programmed to have this pattern of saying I didn't get the job because I'm ugly that person didn't call me back because they thought I was fat Nick is falling out of love with me because he wants a girl that has a six-pack like it's all these assumptions right So where are we creating our own suffering? Where are we making ourselves miserable through our own perceived judgments? Just ask yourself that question, okay? The last thing I wanted to talk about is grandma, my granny. Um, She passed away last Thursday. She had lung cancer and then it turned into pneumonia and she had all these things going wrong. (laughs) Um, But I will say... um, I'm processing it and it sucks. It's sad, but I'm allowing myself to feel the feelings and grieve because I know it's normal, right? And knowing that it's normal doesn't make it any less painful, really. She was the only grandmother I've ever had. Uh, 
we lived five minutes from each other, so I saw her. And she was just all time one of my favorite human beings ever. And I really, I can't say that about many people, but um, on the opposite side, my grandma was 93 years old. She lived a very long, happy life, a life that a lot of people would have loved to live. I truly believe, coming from a spiritual perspective, that everyone, like she died when she was supposed to. I believe that everyone has their timeline. And I'm, instead of trying to like feel sad, which I'm allowing myself to feel, not pushing those emotions away, I'm trying to allow myself to feel happy for her. And instead of mourning her life, celebrating her life, thanking her for being one of my soulmates, for teaching me so much that I was supposed to learn in this earth school, on this physical world, in this physical world rather. So I know, and I think a lot of us, especially in America, right, we're so uncomfortable with death because it's kind of pushed aside, people don't talk about it, it's seen as something scary. But reframing that, death is necessary. There would be no life without death. And if we can come to kind of accept it and allow it, it becomes a lot less intimidating and daunting. And I don't know where my grandma is right now, but I can tell you that when a soul passes, even though we cannot physically be with them in this mortal world at the moment, they're not, they didn't disappear forever. They are still there. Everything in this world is energy. So I might not be able to see her, feel her, hear her right now. Although I know she will come through um, eventually, Um, I know her spirit is still there. And it sounds so corny and cheesy, but I truly believe she is in a better place with no suffering. She's where her spirit needs to be. She's surrounded by love and with all her brothers and sisters and my grandpa and all the people that, you know, she wanted to be with. And I really know that it was the best thing for her. It might not be the best thing for, like my ego and for my human body and mind that wants her here but when we learn to kind of detach from what we want we can tend to see the greater picture of the natural cycle and flow of life so I know that maybe her physical body is not here but the love and the memories that I shared with her those cannot die those are immortal and everlasting so I'm sending her much love (laughs) um I miss her, but it's okay. She's she's with me all the time now, which is pretty cool. So if everyone could just say a prayer and just send some love out to my gram, into the universe, wherever she may be. So it's kind of all that I wanted to get off my chest right now. Um, I just got home, so that's probably why I'm going to cut this here. I'm feeling a little bit better. I, I don't have, like, many... Uh, great connections with people I'm trying to find my tribe so I think when I speak to myself I kind of feel a lot better like I'm actually talking to someone besides my mind but you know it is what it is so if you resonated or related or have anything thoughts comments questions concerns you can always feel free to reach out to your girl on Instagram at Lauren M. Coletti or sex positive podcast my podcast page love to hear from you. I love meeting you all. And uh, I have a pretty exciting episode coming for you next. So thank you so much for listening. Feel free to like, rate, subscribe, and share. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.